0: In your Bible today, if you would please turn in your Bible to the book of 2 Timothy, the New Testament, 2 Timothy, and uh, I'd like for you to turn there. Find your place in chapter number 3, if you would please. We'd like to welcome all of you here today. We thank you that you've chosen to worship with us today here at Joshua Baptist Church. And uh, I've been praying for rain and uh, that just goes to show you're in the right place. I have a contact with the Lord, it seemed like. Uh, but uh, I want to talk to you today about something that's very, very special. That if we're not careful, it will just be uh, become very common to us. Look, if you would please, at verse number 12, if you would please. Of chapter number three of Second Timothy, I'd like to commend the ladies on a on a wonderful ladies' retreat. Uh, thank you for the leadership, Miss Miss Wolfenbarger, <laughs> Miss Amy, and uh, thank you so very much. I, I Been praying for you, Speaker. I'm not too sure how how much it's helped, but thank you for coming, ma'am. It's good to be out of Tennessee for a while into the promised land. I know that. Thank all you ladies who participated and went and uh, enjoyed what went on. Uh, Let me read for you. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution if things are not going just exactly the way you'd like them it might be that you're living for God if everybody don't understand everybody not always patting you on the back everybody not always sending you congratulatory notes of how great you're doing it might be you're living right Because all that live godly shall suffer persecution. Are you saying, you preaching to me? Are you here? And if you didn't want me preached to, why did you come? But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving And being deceived. What in the world is a Christian to do? In a world in which we live, what are we to do? Verse 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine of what you believe, for reproof what you're doing wrong. For correction, how to fix it. For instruction in righteousness, how to live it. Amen. Amen. I thought I would just take three words for our text in verse 15 the Holy Scripture. That which you are holding in your lap or holding in your hand or looking at on your phone is just not another book. The writer referred to it as the holy scriptures. In your mind's eye is that what the Bible is, or is it just another book on your vanity table, a one that you pick up on Sunday if you don't forget it, what has that book been to us this week? Because Paul is writing to Timothy and in verse number one, he said, know this, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. How are you going to get through all that mess? With a good attitude. Without natural affection?" Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors and heady and high-minded. We're, having a, we're living a real gracious society, aren't we? You say, well, preacher, that's talking about in Timothy's day. Hadn't changed much, don't look like Having a form of godliness, verse number five, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. When you get sick, do you call the doctor first or Jesus? When you're broke, do you go pay interest at the bank or you ask God to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory? Having a form of godliness, going through the rigmaroles, going through the patterns, going through all of the Seminars that we've attended in the last 20 years. But when rubber hits the road, our faith turns into panic. And we run everywhere in the world except to the God of the Bible. Timothy is admonished to maintain a close, relationship with the word of God verse 15 14 but continue thou in the light of the culture in the light of the society in the light of your neighbors in the light of the kids you're trying to raise in light of all the in-laws outlaws bylaws and other laws in the midst of all of that how you going to keep the joy that is unspeakable and full of glory By continuing that's what it says. Continuing in the things which thou hast learnt and has been assured, knowing of whom thou hast learnt them. Timothy here is being encouraged to get his strength not from his counselor or psychologist, but from the holy scriptures. The holy scriptures. You and I need to maintain a relationship with the word of God. Billy Graham said millions of people today are searching for a reliable voice of authority. What should be our authority? The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone. You know the rest of it? By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. David wrote, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Paul commanded, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Could I please ask you a question today? Why did God give us his word? Why did God feel the need to supernaturally give us the revelation of his heart to the original authors. Why in the world, as lax as we become with the Bible, why did God supernaturally inspire? that book that you're holding in your lap. And why in the world did God supernaturally, if you please, preserve that book to it being not only a book, but the perfect book. Why would God want to reveal to you and I his mind, his heart, his will. Where are you going to find that? On the Christian channel out of California? My soul, if you watch that, you'd be confused as a grasshopper sitting in the middle of the freeway with his hopper broken. You watch one program and it says, hang on. The next one says, turn loose. Why did God supernaturally determine that you and I needed something to show us who God is? What God is? What God is doing? And what He plans on doing? In the future, why did God give us the holy scriptures so we could redefine it, transcribe it, change it, move it, or disregard it? Why did God supernaturally give us this revelation, inspired, breathed upon by the Holy Ghost? And since the day it was authored, has supernaturally preserved it to be a perfect. It's more than just an ornament to lay on the coffee table. It's more than just something to argue about which translation you're going to use. Why did God do that? The Bible says that the words of the Lord are pure words. I like that, don't you? as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times, meaning completely. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. This book contains no errors. This book, Contains no contradictions. According to the author of this book, it has and will be preserved. Just as it was inspired, so the same God has preserved it until now and it is reserved and settled in heaven forever. Why did God give us this book? You see, the definition of revelation is the process of God telling the original authors what he wanted to tell them. That's revelation. Inspiration is allowing God to tell us today what God wants to tell us. Illumination is when you read this book, the God who gave the revelation and the God who has provided the preservation is the God who works through your heart to illuminate and show you what he wants you to do. Now, if the God of the universe took that much time and effort, surely you've enjoyed all that effort this week. Surely none of us have neglected anything that God would call holy scriptures who has revealed it to us and inspired it for us and now willing to illuminate, illuminate it to us, surely we've spent some time this week reading it. God forbid that we should neglect anything that God felt so important to us. Now, could I please say, you can look up, it ain't time to pray. Why did God supernaturally reveal, inspire, preserve and stands ready and willing to illuminate us to his mind, his will, his joy, his future, his life. And we settle for what TV can give us. Well, look like it's time for me to quit. You say, why? Because three people in the choir's balcony waving white flags. (laughs) Why did God give us the Bible? Why did God give us his holy scriptures? Let me give you one. Number one, To reveal God's person. Without this. You know what you know about God? Nothing. You say wait wait. The Bible says that the the creation. And the heavens declare. His glory. It declares what he did. It declares what he can do. It does not declare him, not his person, his power, not his person. Huh? How are you going to know God without this? Tell me all you know about God without this. You're no closer to heaven than the heathens who bow to a totem pole. You know, closer to heaven than the man who bows at a rock and says it must have come from somewhere. Now that's deep. God gave us this book to reveal his person. You understand that? The only way that God can be revealed to us is through this book. The Holy Scriptures reveals to me the person of God. It's in this book I find that God is holy. It's in this book that I find that God is loving. As I read the book of 1 John chapter 1, it says, that God is light. Chapter two, that God is love. And chapter five, and God is life. I'm glad to know that God is light, that he can lighten up my path and open my eyes to the unseen dangers ahead. And hell, if you please, wait in me if I do not get saved. Thank God this book, Reveals to me that God is holy, that God is loving, that God is pure, that God is glorious, that God is eternal, that God is merciful, and God is infinitely good. I can't get that out of watching a thunderstorm, a tsunami, a tornado. I cannot get that out of a sunset or a sunrise. I cannot get that through a telescope looking yonder at the stars, but I can get in this book and I can find it that God is holy, that God is loving, that God is just, that God is pure, that God is coming again, that God loves me even if nobody else does. This book reveals to me the person of God. And God wanted to reveal to you and I His person. But this book also reveals to me that God is just, that God is a God of wrath, that God is sovereign. That God is a consuming fire. You see, in the pages of this book, we meet God himself. In the beginning, the Bible said was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now watch this. And we beheld what God has revealed. And we beheld Him full of grace and truth. Where do you find that? In this book. You say I can look at creation and see there's a God. Yeah but it don't talk much about his person. You see I have known Ginger a long time. Hadn't helped her much but I've known her a lot. One night I was preaching several years ago and I saw somebody sitting way back in the back, and like I could see in her eyes, she thought I was all there was to it. I wanted to fulfill in her life that great desire, and so I conned her into going out with me. Had to lie to her. I knew her. but I really didn't know her. And as we sat night after night at Denny's, now it didn't used to be called Denny's. It's not politically correct, but I sat there and as we talked, words became pictures. acquaintance became friends. All of her words. I told her the first night, you're going to have to wait till we're married to kiss me. I told her that. In fact, I handcuffed her for the first three dates we had. Listen now. Words produced friendship. Intimate words became love. That's how you fall in love with Jesus. Through the word picture of the word of God. And he gave us this revelation to reveal his person. He gave us this revelation to reveal his power. Creation power. Power. We don't know nothing about power. Atomic power, it just poofoo power with him. Creation power. We hear a lot about the Big Bang Theory. Well, for something to bang, something got to bump in together. Where did the together get from? Something out of nothing. He who stands alone stands on nothing but eternity. His power. His power to create. Kids. Look at your teacher who's teaching evolution and ask him what did he do with his tail. Power. Power to create. Power to do the absolute impossible. Power to help in a helpless situation. Lord, if you'd been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus said, this is just a small deal. It's petty cash. Roll the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. He came forth bound hand and foot. He was not jumping and praising God he was floating God gave us this book to show you and I there is nothing in your life he cannot handle Amen. nothing i don't know if you realize that or not but there's not anything impossible situations just becomes an opportunity How many did you feed? 5,000. With what? Just a big D special. Captain D's, two chips, and a couple of cornbreads. Well, how'd you have left over? 12 baskets full. Oh, what's that guy doing on that stretcher? You're letting him down through the top. What's his problem? He can't walk. Thy sins. See, you can't do that. The Pope can't do it. And his Pope can't do it. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus looked at that man. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Arise and walk. He gave us the Holy Scriptures to reveal to us his person, his power, his promises. Can you imagine? Can you imagine for just a minute? I don't want to take you too long. You know the Bible said there's nothing impossible with God. Amen. Did you know the Bible said now unto him who is able to do Exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask. Now, where did I get that from? Reader's Digest. I got that out of the book. And you know, that's been working in my life now for 50 years. I buried my dad with a smile on my face. I buried my mom with a smile on my face and I said, you'll never whip me again. (laughs) I buried both my sisters with a smile on my face because I do not sorrow as others sorrow who have no hope. For my hope is in Jesus' blood and his righteousness. And I dare not lean on earthly things, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. He gave us this book to reveal his person to reveal his power to reveal his promise. Thousands of promises in the word of God and that which he has promised the Bible said he is faithful to do. Not one promise has he ever made that he ever gave gave up on. Are you glad of that? I like the promise. 50 years ago in my house, I heard that the Bible said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I I read that. I believed it. I slid off my couch. I took him at his word. And lo and behold, I said, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. He did. He did. And for 50 years now, I can honestly tell you that he's kept his promise. I'm saved, man. You say, I don't like you. I don't care. I'm still saved. You say, I'd like if you had more hair. Me too, but I'm still saved. Every promise he made. He said, I'll save you and secure you. I'll give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. For for my Father which gave unto me is greater than all. Thank God I've been saved now for 50 years and I am secure in the arms and the promises of God's book. Amen. Saved and secure. He promised to give me life. Life. He's the only one that can give life. You can't give life. Brother Andrew, as educated as he is, can't give life. Here's a Marine. What can I say about that? (laughs) He cannot give life. I cannot give life. Christ has promised us in his book and God has revealed in his book in the Holy Scriptures, that is in Him of life. And if you want life, you can have it more abundant here and now. And eternal life in the hereafter. That'll work. The reason I could bury my mom and dad and my family with a smile on my face because I knew it was graduation day, not the end life. Thank God for the promises of God. He's given us this book to reveal to us the promises of God. And then I close. And it's two minutes till if you want to know what time it is. Till what? One. (laughs) Not really. Why did God give us this book? we need to make much of this book. We need to make this a part of our life as much as breath itself. He gave us this book to reveal to reveal to us his person, his power, his promises, now don't miss it, and his plan. What's God's plan? For every one of us, his plan to save every sinner on this earth. Well, preacher, who's a sinner? Turn to the one next to you if you've got enough nerve and say, Do you know a sinner? Duck, now duck. Don't let nobody hit you in the head. Who is a sinner? The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the... This Bible, this Holy Scriptures, the perfect, infallible, eternal Word of God, God revealed it to the original authors inspired the original authors and has preserved it through all generation to reveal to you you are a sinner and sinners can't go to heaven without help You say, well, I'm a Catholic. Well, you're a Catholic sinner. You say, I'm a Baptist. Don't have to go any farther than that. Baptist, you're a sinner because the Bible was revealed by God to us to let us know all have sinned and come short of the glory of God that none are righteous. No, not one. And there's no doubt. Watch television a while and you'll see there's a bunch of sinners running around. But God had a plan. And his plan was that you might be saved the Bible said but God commended his love toward you and that while you were yet a sinner Christ died for you is anybody here God is not willing that any should perish this reveals to us our need of a savior God revealed it to us and God has a plan to save us but this also reveals that God has a plan that God wants to satisfy the saints that's so hard somebody said I better not say that might not be political, but aren't those pretty pumpkins down there. <laughs> Our problem is we're not satisfied. You know anything about being content. If you had everything you'd never be content because you'd want up the rest of it. But you're looking at a fella, now you say you're too old to enjoy anything. I'm still married and I enjoy Ginger. I enjoy watching her go get the tea. I enjoy saying, honey, do you know where the remote control is? You know, if you're not happy now, if you had it all, you wouldn't be happy when you got it. Paul said, I've learned whatsoever stayed out there to be content. I'm satisfied with Jesus. I don't need anything else but Jesus. And God has given me this book to reveal to me the satisfaction that I can find in Jesus. And he's revealed to me that he has a plan to secure the saints. The Bible says, I am persuaded that he is able keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Now I want you to be careful Listen to me. If you are saved and truly born again and you are satisfied, you couldn't go to hell if you wanted to. But if you're saved, you don't want to go nowhere except to heaven. Amen. Amen. Have you got any of that out of the Bible this week? Now I'm going to close. God's plan is to supply for His sons, to save sinners, satisfy the saints, secure the saved and supply for his sons. But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Fifty years God's been feeding this Tennessee country boy. Fifty years God's been handing out Double basketfuls of provision in my life. I've got a good wife, great wife. Let's see, is that what I wrote down there? I've got great kids. Six good kids. Three of them are idiots, but they're good idiots. I don't know how many grandkids i got. I quit counting and I'm too old to count above 20 and so. Great, great, great grandkids. God's allowed me to have you as friends over these many years through thick and thin, hard times and good times. Easy times and difficult times. God has supplied all of our need according to His riches in Glory. Thirty-three years of my life I've poured into this church. Loving every single minute of it. The easiest thing I've ever done. I've had businesses. I've run businesses for other folk. The easiest thing I've ever done is to pastor this church. It's been a delight. God has so wonderfully blessed. Several years ago, I began to pray, Lord, I'm going to die one day. And who's going to carry on the work? Never one time, never one time insinuating, suggesting, or even thinking what God was doing. But God had a plan. All we got to do is get in on God's plan. Rest in God's plan. Trust the perfect word. And one day, a little toe-headed kid said, Daddy, God's called me to preach. Not even thinking in a moment father, than that statement. Oh, it was so hard to send a junior to California by himself but we did. God has a plan. We just need to rest in his plan. Then one day, that little kid came home. Started working in the youth department. Then my prayer was answered without any insinuation, without any suggestion, without any encouragement. You called him as your pastor. No longer do I have to be concerned about the direction of the church that I've given my life for. God has a plan. It's always God's plan. It's always a better plan. Amen? Why did God give us the Holy Scriptures to reveal to us His person, His power, His promises, and His plan? Now let me ask you something. Are you saved? Are you satisfied? (laughs) That's another thing, right? Are you secure? If you are, that means you're a son. Ain't God good? Now, how many times did you open it this week? allow God to reveal his person his power his promises and his plan don't neglect the scriptures because young Timothy they are what made thee wise unto salvation